What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Creator Clubhouse Podcast. I am Prince, your host, along with DJ and Vieira. What's up? What up? What's Welcome to the clubhouse. Chilling in the clubhouse. I love being in the clubhouse. Every Friday, clubhouse chilling. Uh, today's episode, we are going to be talking about how to reinvent yourself as an artist. Uh, and we're also going to go through some questions that we receive on Instagram. So, Let's kick off today first with going through some of these questions. And first question is from Rio Zemos at Rio Zemos. He uh-huh. asks, what's the most challenging thing you've been encountered with right now? Go ahead and kick, start us off, V. Oh, I knew you were gonna. Yeah, what does Viera think you were about gonna this? Do that. Ooh. Honestly, I think it's the fact that I'm on the verge of a new season. Like I was moving out of my old place, moving into the new place. And it was just like, I didn't know when it was actually going to like click Mm -hmm. um, because I was just kind of waiting on some things. (laughs) But that waiting period was really challenging on me because I was like, I want to be there. I want to be there right now. Um, But yeah, that was interesting to learn that patience. There was a day though that I kind of let it all just like, nope, it is what it is like. All I can do is live it up in this day and not worry so much about unpacking and yeah. Interesting, it. but that's, that is actually what something that challenged me a lot this last week. I feel that, um, that is challenging, but now you're all good. Yes. You're all moved in and, and set up. Uh, what about you, DJ? I think this season specifically has been one of like finding balance. Um, I was thinking about this the other day cause I was like, getting really frustrated because I'm like, I have a lot of stuff that I'm trying to manage right now and just like handle between like kids and like family stuff and just all of this stuff. And I was getting frustrated because I'm like, okay, I'm annoyed at other people who don't have as much to manage because they're literally just like squandering all of their free time. And like, I'm like, man, if I have like two hours that I can go out and shoot or three hours that I can do something, it's like, amazing like for a week and so i'm like i started getting frustrated but i'm like no you know what this is like an opportunity and i actually feel like for me when i have more going on it makes me sharper and so i'm like okay i'm not trying to add a bunch of stuff but i just want to get really really good and super sharp at what i do have right now and then and then just be be better and so it it has been challenging because i'm like there's a lot but it's just figuring out like systems and balance and how you switch between stuff and like don't get distracted, you know, cause when you're like switching tasks, like multitasking is kind of hard, but it's like, if you're intentional and like, okay, I'm doing this, then I'm doing this, then I'm doing this. So that's been my challenge is building out a schedule that works for me and like everyone in my life too. So it's been interesting. Love it, bro. I feel like my challenge right now is probably tr- bringing more balance into my social life uh, I feel like I always prioritize work and just doing my own thing uh, over people. And uh, I love people, but I really just, I'm one of those, I just, I like to just do my thing. And a lot of times I get lost into doing my thing and I realize like, oh, I didn't, you know, it's been now weeks that this person's been able to hang out or these friends have been wanting to do things and I keep blowing everyone off because I'm just doing my own thing. Uh, so just trying to do a much better job of, and I love and like hanging out with people. Um, I just need to do a better job of 
socializing. Like I need to like, I need to figure out like a rotation on that. And so, uh, that's probably what I'm dealing with the most right now. And then that, and just being patient, I feel like there's so much going on, uh, in the world in a, in a po- in, in, for me in a very positive way, there's a lot of change happening and it's happening for a lot of people. And so working on, you know, becoming better at just holding space for people. Uh, I think people are just going through a lot of different things in a lot of different ways. Um, and I just think that's beautiful. And so I'm really trying to make myself more available, uh, for those people. Beautiful. It's good. Next question is best photo editing apps. Yeah. I always use Afterlight nice. <laughs> because I've used it for years. Classic. And I got it when it was free, but now it's like a monthly subscription. Nice. So you still have it free? Yeah. That's yeah. dope. Uh, Dark room for me. I was going to say the same thing. Dark yeah. room. Uh, I mean, obviously, guys, Photoshop, Adobe Lightroom, uh, but basic dark room, um, which is mobile. I don't do they have a PC they version. A, they have a desktop app. Oh, sick. Yeah. Uh, Darkroom's super dope. Uh, I love editing my mobile images with it. And I love that you can color grade video too. So yeah. it's like any mm-hmm. video clips you can just toss in a dark room and slap on whatever filter you have for your photos or whatever it may be. And it's just it's a really smooth, awesome piece of software. The, the film presets on Darkroom are better than anything that Lightroom has. And the grain is just way cleaner. Like Lightroom's grain is just absolute trash. Um, the downside I would say to to Darkroom is that the file management is not good. So For like sure. with Lightroom, you can sync between your phone, your iPad, and your computer. Darkroom, it's like you have to import the images, so you have to have them on one device. I just dealt with that because I got a new phone, and I'm about to get a new iPad. And it's like all of my edits, I, I edit everything on my iPad. So everything's in Darkroom on my iPad. So you can't like export your edit files like you could in Lightroom. So that has been a pain, like trying to consolidate everything and then be like, here's my originals, here's my edit files, and then here's the the edited images. It's just like, it's it's a mess. It's like the Wild West for, for file management. Right. Uh, the next question is, what camera... Ooh, 1111. Um, oh, snap. Yeah, boy. Make a wish, everyone. Set that intention. So the next question is, what is one camera accessory that you cannot live without? 24 millimeter. (laughs) Fire. Actually, now that I have that seven inch small HD monitor, it just makes it so much more exciting. It's like working out with new workout gear. Shooting video without like shooting. I mean, obviously you can shoot video without a monitor, but shooting video with a monitor is a game changer, especially (laughs) A, a quality monitor, it's a game changer when you're shooting outside during the sunlight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I remember back in the day, I used to always be the dude with like a hoodie draped over me outside so I could see <laughs> the back of my camera because I couldn't see anything in the sunlight. And so people thought you were just dripping. Yeah, just dripping. <laughs> uh, what about you, DJ? Trip. Uh, my favorite accessory that I have for camera is a iPhone SD card reader or an iPad SD card reader. Um, mm. Cause it makes it really nice when you're like on a shoot or out with people. I'm trying to carry my camera on more and it makes it really nice to just be able to pop them in your iPad or phone and like make an edit and airdrop them to people. 
people seem to like really appreciate that mm-hmm. obviously for like commercial stuff and it like you don't always want to do that but <laughs> i used to be i used to like travel with brands and do like on the road stuff and that came in so handy because it's like you don't have to open your computer you just throw them on your ipad smash some edits and then you can send them out like within like 20 30 minutes and being quick like that uh is is a good thing nice uh i don't have an answer i mean there's so many yeah. camera accessories i feel like that are like kind of tough yeah uh i will say just just talking like general photography wise i've noticed so i just got a 50 millimeter lens and i haven't shot on a 50 millimeter since i very first started shooting and it's interesting because i feel a lot more confident on like a wider angle lens like a 24 like a 35 pretty much i shot on 50 for a while like a year maybe only a 50 and then i got this 35 mil and i shot on that for like four years straight one lens like it was the only thing I shot on. And then I got another 35 for my Sony only focal length I shot on. And now I'm going back to a 50 and it's really interesting. Cause it feels like it feels weird. And I almost feel like a lot like, like modern photographers are shooting on like wider, like, like 24 or 28 or 35 it seems to be, or even wider, even like the 16, 16 18. Yeah. Like for those kind of larger than life, like portraits, kind of like what Claire does. Yeah. Like they're all wide and that it's just really interesting. Cause that's like a newer thing. I feel like for sure. Yeah. It's like a trend. So the next question is Sony or Canon <laughs> Sony. <laughs> I, I think that goes without saying. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was sweet to ask though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> everyone. I mean, everyone makes good cameras, but I feel like, when you buy a piece of equipment, when you buy a computer, when you buy a car, when you buy a camera, when you buy these things, you're, you're really joining a tribe. Uh, and so if everyone's making great devices and you're going to join a tribe, like I'm definitely it's Sony has like Sony's the tribe. So, well, and you literally cannot be the functionality of something like an a seven three, a seven C it's like, it's one camera that can do everything. You could shoot high end video, like we shot a full on like massive production on, on a Sony a seven camera. You can shoot fo- great photos. Like they're easy enough to use. It's just like everything in one tiny package and you can do everything really well. And if you're super talented, like no one would ever know that you were shooting it on such a tiny camera. So the next question is what is one aspect of a photo that decides whether it is a good photo or a bad one? Uh, for myself personally, if I, if I had to just pick one aspect, it would be, does the photo stop me in my tracks and, and bring up some type of emotion? Like, does it, like, does it stop me when I'm scrolling through the feed and make me feel something? Uh, that would have to be the one, the one aspect. I'm, I'm just a huge fan of candid. So like being able, like Same. how you're saying, like things that are like actually in the moment happening. I think, I mean, obviously post photography is amazing and people are incredible, but that does not do anything for me. Like when you can see something that just got caught on camera, like that, that evokes that emotion, nothing like it. Yeah. I think for me, it's like soul, like images that have soul where you can tell that someone was like in the moment, experiencing the moment, but also able, able to document the moment. I think that that's like the perfect blend. And then obviously like a good edit. I think color always stands out to me, even though I'm not like the best color editor. Right. When something is colored right and it feels very natural, very human, even like pictures of people 
people's faces, all that kind of stuff. Like I'm not really a landscape, like landscape photo photography is interesting, but it's always pictures of people. It's like their style, the look on their face. Is it a candid, like, can you feel the moment that was happening when someone pressed the shutter? For sure. Mm-hmm. If I had to say a second, I would say like contrast, uh, some, like an image that actually like pops out on yeah. the page. And that yeah. has a lot to do with like subject subject colors, background, background texture, background colors. Uh, you see it a lot with like portraits. Oftentimes, you know, you can have like a cool portrait, but it just doesn't really stand out because the background's just too busy. Yeah. Um, where, you know, like this portrait has like just like beautiful colors and has yeah. a really clean mm-hmm. background, yeah. uh, that green color with some nice texture. Yeah. Uh, same thing with this portrait. Oh, I loved yeah. that. Uh, it just, it pops because of that, that once again, the contrast between the colors, the background, the foreground, the background's not too busy. It has something going on. It's got yeah. some texture. It's just not like a plain color. And so I think that's something that you really got to think about when you're, when you're posing your subjects, especially if you're doing like portrait type photographies to really think about the, the contrast, like how do you make this, the subject really pop yeah. uh, and not blend into the totally. scene. Some, something for me too that's like a little more subtle is is like the story behind the image. So even if the image is not like a banger or like the colors or whatever are not right, I always think it's interesting when people tell a story with the picture when you can look at it and be like, oh, like this element is in this picture, but also there's this. Or maybe this person's holding something that like just tells a, it tells a bigger story. And like not so much for like Instagram, but more for like, you know, like photography books or things like that. That's, that jumps out to me. I was telling you guys last week, I have a book called two and it's all photos of two people. And it's kind of up to you to guess the relationship between them. So there's some that are like a brother and a sister, or there's some that's like a kid and, and like another kid that maybe passed away. It's like a kid jumping on their bed, like alone. And it kind of goes into like a little bit of the story and it alludes to it. Or there's like two old people sitting next to each other and it's like, what's their relationship? Like you, you have to fill in the blanks with your mind. And I think that's, it, it makes, it forces you to think and kind of be engaged with the photo. Mm-hmm. For sure. So the next question is, are you less of a photographer if you edit your photos? The answer is no. Uh, they've been editing, photographers have been editing their photos since forever. Ansel Adams was editing his film Negatives. Uh, it's always been a part of the photography process. So no, it does not make you any less of a photographer. Um, I don't know any photographers that don't edit their photos. Right. Um, do you guys all not to say, I mean, it's, I mean, if you don't, if you can, if you can nail it, if you can nail in camera and get an awesome shot, like that's great, but it doesn't like, it doesn't make you any better or any less. It doesn't make you more or less of a photographer. It's really just up to you. Yeah just another chance to be creative but you can tell when somebody because you can take something that doesn't look great in oh, yeah. camera and make it look amazing after editing 100 you can tell when someone can do both yeah. like when they it looks it probably looked great in camera yeah. and then they also did like their coloring Post, was yeah. great and, yeah uh what are basic tricks for mobile photography finding good lighting finding like sunrise sunset getting that nice soft light or really harsh daylight light, but with strong shadows, uh, camera angles. I love putting my camera like low, uh, putting your camera against certain things to catch reflections, water, things like that. 
Um, the, the wide angle on, on super, the iPhone for sure. is your friend. For sure. It's a good way to just get interesting shots on your phone. Yep. Uh, and I think adjusting the exposure on your phone uh, is another great mobile trick. You got any mobile photo tricks, V? Yeah, use the Sony Xperia. <laughs> <laughs> I think using the grid helps too, uh, you know, for for finding cool perspectives and leading lines. And I mean, really a lot of the things that apply to, to normal photography as well. I think, yeah, I think it's like a real folk. You really have to focus on fundamentals because the camera, like a cell phone photo is never going to look as good as a photo out of a DSLR. And so, well, maybe not never, but a really good photographer can make it work, but it's like the focus on fundamentals because you are at a disadvantage on a phone. Another cool trick too is, uh, using live photo on iPhones. So if you take a, if you have live photo turned on, you like go to your image and you swipe up and it'll allow you to, uh, either use a loop of the photo or a bounce or a long exposure. And so, uh, if you're like, if you go out at night and take a photo of like a car driving by you can then swipe up and go to long exposure and you have like a light trail. And so that's something that's really uh, unique. And there's still, to this day, there's still so many people that have no idea. Like when I show friends, they're like, wait, I didn't know you could do that on your iPhone. So check out live photo, play around with that. Uh, Interesting way to get inspired too. I just did this the other day. So I had to go into the Apple store to uh, get my iPad screen replaced. And I was looking on the phones at the pre, like preloaded photos on the iPhone and they used a lot of tricks like on those photos and i was kind of like deconstructing like what was on there i'm like oh they totally had this on a tripod they did this they did all these cool loops but like that'd be an interesting way to get inspired is to see like what the people that apple are hiring to to shoot these photos are doing for sure i think yeah that's rad v that's so sick Spirit Falls. Yeah. Long exposure. With long nice. exposure. <laughs> uh, some other cool tricks too for like video is like using one wheels or a bike, things like that. Like using the board. iPhone on wide and like cruising around, you get really so like really cool angles. Uh, using a tripod to go up, you can get like drone like shots and various things like that. You can walk into a crowd. You've seen, uh, you know, different people on IG TikTok. reels and TikTok doing things like that. Uh, Jason Vong does some Jason Vaughn. Vong, Vong, uh, Jason Vong does some cool stuff like that. Uh, let's see the next question. Uh, growth tips for Instagram. That's a tough one. Um, you want organic growth, like hacking away the growth doesn't really give you like a strong audience. And so the best way to grow on Instagram is to be, is to stand out, to do something different, to be original, to, to be unique, to have something to say. It depends on like what you're doing. But if you're trying to use Instagram to be, you know, an influencer or a vlogger, then have something unique to say. If you're doing it to be a photographer, then, you know, find your niche, create something different, have a unique perspective or shoot different things. But you got to bring something unique to the table and you just got to realize you're playing in an extremely crowded market. It's like music. It's really difficult to stand out. So to to really pop, you really need to experiment and, and, and have something more original. So I would just say if you really want to grow, uh, play more. 
like get think outside the box and start testing things. Start playing with different types of images and, and see what works, see what doesn't work. Maybe you post it to stories. I mean, you don't have to put it on your feed. You could start posting these different things to stories and see if people are engaging with them on stories. And if you're getting the right feedback, then hit it with the hit it with the post. Yeah. My my thoughts on uh growing on Instagram is is blow up on TikTok and then all your overflow will happen on Instagram. No, there you go. no, uh, I just, I mean, I actually, not a bad idea. Yeah, I know. I feel like it's a lot easier platform to grow on, but I did see, like I follow a bunch of people who talk about like Instagram stuff all the time. And they were saying like, if you really like, they're like, Instagram's not dead. You just have to play by their rules. And so they were saying like, post three reels a week, post at least one image every day, post to your story eight times a day, which is a lot. Um, and like the first one every day should be a photo of your face. And so I started just trying some of these just to like, see if like, okay, if you, if you play by their rules, is it going to work? And so I like, I did it like a few days in a row and my story engagement has gone up uh 30% this past week. That's pretty rad. Yeah. Like using some of their tags and like different stuff, like the music thing, um, but just using the new features of Instagram, I haven't done any reels yet, but I noticed just on the story one where it's like post eight times a day and the first one every day needs to be a photo of your face or you addressing the camera. Um, and it already went up. It already went up 30%. I think just creating value too. uh, like I've always had really great engagement on my personal Instagram. Yeah. Uh, even if I only post once a year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but just adding value to people's days. And so if you're going to post something like add value. So if you're going to use Instagram stories, make someone smile, make someone laugh, make someone cry, educate someone, do something like if, if your stories bring some type of, 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 you know, value to them, people are going to want to click and watch your stories. They're going to want to engage with you. But if you're just putting up pointless content for the sake of putting up content, then don't be surprised when people aren't engaging. If you look thirsty, you're going to look thirsty. (laughs) Straight up. Thirst. Um, Let's see. And also, just ask why. Yeah. Why do you need to have, just just to ask yourself. Best camera accessory you bought in 2020, which is funny because we're in 2021, but. uh, (laughs) Oh, wait, but didn't we just answer that? No. I think it was favorite camera accessory. Yeah, so this oh. is the best camera accessory. So I would say the best camera accessory that we bought in 2020. Hmm. I hate talking about gear. I would say... You're our gear guy, though. I know. What's our Flashpoint light? Explore uh, 300. The, the Flashpoint Explorer. Uh, 600, I think. 600? SL 1200. SL 1200. There we go. The yeah. Flashpoint SL 1200 is definitely my favorite piece of gear that we bought in 2020. It's an amazing, uh, video light, uh, continuous video light. It's beautiful, beautiful light, strong, uh, lots of power and it's super quiet. The fan doesn't go on. And so like, if you're filming, some of these lights have like loud fans. And so if you're trying to like film a vlog, it doesn't help to have a fan roaring in the background. Yeah. Uh, so I think that would be my favorite accessory of 2020. I think mine is this moment strap. Um, I was like searching for a long time for a nice, like simple, clean, just like a black strap. Cause I don't usually like even having a strap, but I, I had to get one for this camera and I've gotten like a ton of compliments on it. And it's like an essential, I mean, like a strap is like 
you have to have one, you know. And I feel like it'll last a long time. It's like nice quality leather moment. Evie? I don't know if this classifies as gear, but my... Actually, yeah, it does. Your computer? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> my wandered bag. Oh, yeah. Like, I just thought no Shoot. matter what, like, your camera bag is just always going to be bulky and weird and yeah. it's not going to hold everything. It is incredible. Yeah. And I get so many compliments on it. You can stuff so much in that top po- yeah. pocket and roll it. Anyways, love that. You got the crispy white if, one. If you can I get did. function and compliments, yeah. like you're winning. Oh yeah, but, it hits everything. Yeah, all and the, I absolutely love the color of it. <laughs> it's a comfortable bag. It can fit all your stuff logically, and like it makes the design makes sense. Like you can tell these people thought through design. Um, it's very rugged, waterproof. Yeah. Like you could take it on trips, all of that stuff. Um, it also is comfortable for like long and hard use, and it's stylish. Literally get compliments yeah. anytime I wear mine too. I have the black one. Because you got a new one, didn't you? I got a new one, yeah. yeah. And then V has the white one. I so. thought it was selling because <laughs> yeah. they said that it was almost out of stock. Then they re- like special they, edition. And I was yeah. like, I gotta get on here and get. They this. reintroduced it as like a standard color now. Yes, yeah. but I did panic buy it. Yeah. Uh, El Gato Cam Link. Actually, I don't even. Uh, how yeah. did I like? Okay, let me go that's back a, real quick. That's the, a good the, one. the SL twelve hundred by uh, Flashpoint is sick, but. Hands down, the accessory of 2020, yeah. especially the since it was the year of live streaming, sure. was most definitely, without a doubt, the Elgato Cam Link. It was so hot, you couldn't even get it. It, it was sold literally out sold like out months. for months. Uh, but that's a game changer. Being able to utilize your Sony camera, Canon camera, whatever camera you're using as a uh, high-def webcam for Zoom calls, for youtube lives and things like that was just incredible so yeah. uh if you don't have a cam link and you're wondering how these how these guys on youtube look so crispy and amazing in their studios uh they're using the elgato cam link so check that out yeah it was sold out for so long i ended up getting the amazon special and it works great but it's just say, not it's finally back in stock at Adorama. yeah we had a whole video about it because we were so stoked on it it and we could never post it because it was sold out everywhere we're like well we're just gonna make everybody angry yeah (laughs) uh cool so let's hop into today's subject uh we're talking about reinventing yourself and that came onto your radar this week dj you want to talk about that a little bit yeah i just think it's it's interesting when you are like ready to make a change or you're feeling stale or like you're not happy with your surroundings or any of that stuff. I think it's really okay to just completely reset and like reinvent yourself and do something different and just kind of go wild. And and it's funny when you start to do that. And I know we've talked about this before, but people start to get insecure and they act weird around you when you start to do that or they're like kind of judgmental or whatever. And I think that's a lot of their own insecurity. But also, like, internally, I think you should be totally okay with just being like, you know what, I'm going to reset everything and just start from scratch in this area or, like, I'm going to try out. Like, 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 even, like, with style, it's like you should be really okay with being like, I'm going to try out a completely new style. I'm going to try something different and just rock it, see how it feels. Like, I think that's how people that you see that are really dialed it's because they've tried a lot of different stuff and they're okay with it. And they're like, okay, this works, this works, this doesn't work for me, but I'm going to keep the things that work for me. I'm going to get rid of the things that don't and just completely overhaul like style is an example, but you can do that in a lot of areas of your life. 
For sure. I think it really starts with, I think reinventing yourself is great. I think it really starts with intention. Uh, you know, what, you know, why are you reinventing yourself? What do you want to be? Um, and then like, what do you want to project? Cause that's what we're doing. We're all projecting something. And so what do you want people, like, what are you trying to project to people? How do you want people to view you? What do you want people to feel when they, when they see you or when they engage with your content? Yeah. Um, and I think that's a really great foundation to lay, uh, when reinventing yourself versus just like kind of aimlessly reinventing yourself. Cause I think some people do it without thought and then you end up a product, you yeah. end up like this thing that you don't want to be and you don't know how to get out of it. Uh, because you were an intention, you didn't, you didn't have a strong intention going into it. And so, uh, I think that's a major, major deal there. Yeah. Well, I feel like if you're stuck in a rut and you want to make like, like if you look at your life right now and you like, look around and you're like, man, I'm not happy with my friends. I'm not happy with like the image that I'm projecting on social media or I'm not happy with the way I'm interacting in my relationships. I th- For me, it's like an easy shift to be like, okay, cool. Like I'm going to change these things. And it's just like a quick thing. And it's like sometimes it takes time for other people to like catch up or like to catch on or whatever. But in my mind, I'm like, here's who I want to be. And I, I know who I want to be in my head. And sometimes it takes some reconnecting and like realigning and grounding. And maybe I need to read or just like connect or whatever but like i i make those i'm like okay here's who i want to be now here's the steps i need to take to be that person and like that's that's all it's going to take well that that goes back to vision yeah right so vision who do i want to be yeah and then strategy you know what is the what is the plan for that and like building a bridge so look at who you who am i today where do i want to go and then how do I build this bridge? What is that? You know, what does this process look like? Is this an, is this an instant change? Is this something that's going to take a year to make this change? And I'm going to start with this and then move into that or whatever it may be. But I think, you know, taking pen to paper, like being a lot more methodical about your approach to things like this really helps in the execution phase. Cause it's one thing to want to be something, but a lot of people just don't really have, a strong vision or a plan to, to, to really execute on doing that. And so I think that's a big thing. And then obviously just making sure that when you're reinventing yourself, that you're also staying true to yourself. So like if you wanted to reinvent your fashion, you could easily do that by going online and, and, and buying, you know, whatever the hype beast website says you should wear, which is cool, but you'll probably get a lot more satisfaction out of just, you know, buying whatever you want, just, you know, maybe your style is super plain uh, and you want to be more artistic because you're an artist and you want to express that you're artistic through your clothing. That doesn't mean you have to go buy like the hype beast shirts and shoes. You can go wear anything. You can go thrift shops, you can do whatever you want, uh, but get creative and have fun and, and just stay true to yourself. Yeah. I, I think it's like understanding too, that it's okay to try on something new, even if you feel like it's like out of character for you or like maybe it's not what you've done all along, but it's okay to, to make like a drastic shift. I know for you, V, you went to school for, what did you go to school for again? 
Which which time? Right. <laughs> Just kidding. I went to school the whole time, but like early, I started doing pre med. Yeah, and then you shifted to like media PR. Yeah. What was what was that change like? It was. And why? I guess why. Well, I realized I just wanted to hold babies. That's the whole reason why. And then I was like, well, this actually, I'm not really retaining it. I'm retaining it for the tests, but I'm not. I don't think I'm going to be able to take care of a child. Like, yeah. Um, and I kind of just thought I was, I think I was just trying to prove to myself and to other people that I could become a doctor. Yeah. Well, verdict's out. I'm not a doctor, guys. Couldn't do not it. But, <laughs> um, but She's gonna kind of PhD. just boiling it down to like, what, what do I really... What am I good at? What do I like to do? And it's funny because, yeah, it turned into like PR, marketing, that type of thing. Like I like to see something and know how I could relay that story better. And it's I've been able to utilize that with kids, whether yeah. it be like nonprofit work or whatever. So there's always a bigger plan. And then like you had like a dramatic shift in like personality or like lifestyle as well. <laughs> that is be- true. Because I remember you sharing photos of you um from way back in the day yeah and you're a completely different person (laughs) that concert that yeah i think prince and i were both at we didn't know each other yet but yeah yeah, like hoop earrings and nothing against hoops love yeah (laughs) i think um yeah i think that it really came down to my heart yeah to start at the heart and then everything else just kind of like flowed from there um but more I wouldn't even say it reinventing myself, but more or less like who am I really and yeah. why? Like, am I tr- just doing these things to impress people or to try and get, you know, attention? Um, but it's funny because it's a lot more attractive, not in like not attractive sense, but almost like you're more magnetic mm-hmm. when you truly are following your heart, as cheesy as that sounds. No, it's true. It's very you can see when somebody is genuine. Um, and so boiling it down, like starting at the heart, everything else kind of just went from there. I think another fun thing about recreating yourself is too, that like life really is a movie and you are the star of your film and you can also just have fun with it. Like just, if you want to, you know, a great way to look at it is like check out archetypes and pick an archetype and just, and, and create create a character, create a character around this archetype and just embody that, uh, and go have fun. Like it's a lot of, you know, I think part of the magnetism to like Hollywood and actors and actresses is the fact that you, you get to watch them on TV and you're like, wow, that character's so cool. Or wow, this character's so cool. And it's like, you can be that, like you can just, like yeah. you can just embody, embody that it. if you want and just go have fun and, and, and be a character and a great way to do this, and uh, my buddy Donish and I used to, like, we still love road trips and traveling because we would always embody, a whole, like, we would get together and we would just come up with these elaborate just stories of who we were, what our names were, what we did for a living. And we'd go to Vegas and I'd be partying in Vegas for like a weekend and would just be, have completely different identity, different names. And we would just have a blast because it was, why not? Like, yeah. it made the, it made the experience it was basically our little three day movie. We just went and did our three day film. We all played, we all had our characters, we had our roles. Uh, and it was so much fun to just get outside of, um, the norm. And I, and I know that I've done that a lot with myself. Like I embody these different, uh, cause we're all, we all embody these, like we're a character, but we're really like this, 
multi-dimensional mirror and we embody so many different characters within the character. And so it's also fun to just, you know, switch it up. Like I know myself, like depending on what I'm wearing, I might be a certain way or I can, I can, I can play the role depending on the group that I'm with. Uh, and I can, I, I can switch up my whole demeanor depending on who I'm around. Uh, and I think that's a lot of fun. So have fun with it, go wild, uh, and just, yeah, have a good time. Yeah. I think I, I know like about both of you guys, you guys both had like, I would say pretty major, like ident not maybe not identity, but just like from the looks of it, like you guys when you were like I had 22, multiple. I had, yeah, bro, if you saw me in high school, different people. What I was wearing in high school to what I was wearing like freshman year of college to senior year of college to post college when I was living in Scottsdale versus Prince living in San Francisco versus Prince living in L.A. Like just they were all completely different characters. Like yeah. if I, it's almost like a video game. Like I could look back and I could look at all the different characters that I, like I was the same person, but it's like all these different, different like flavor. sub, yeah, these different yeah. flavors of, of, of Prince yeah. throughout time. And I think it's funny to, well, not funny, but I think it's, it's like interesting to just completely try something new and really watch people's reactions to, to that. Like, especially family I feel like it's the people that are closest to you that like kind of get weird when you when you switch it up. They're like, "Oh, what's that all about?" I know my sister does that to me a lot. Like anytime I'm like, you know, whatever, wearing something different or whatever, she'd be like, "Oh, wow, those shorts are really short." And I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> like it just it's like but it's okay. It's okay to just like try new things and make people uncomfortable and like switch it up. Just like a movie. It's like sometimes the character just, just does something crazy and like completely offbeat for sure. Catch me in some cowboy boots, bro. And my, yeah. in my camo duck hunting coat and just throw <laughs> everyone for a roll, like just straight spin. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I love, I mean, it's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's fun to, uh, just go outside of the norm. It's, I think it's boring when you're just like, doing the same thing yeah it can or be what boring. people expect i think that's the other thing is like people's expectations they they what they expect for you or what you think people expect from you it it can hold you back and right. you should do what you want to do you should do what you love and and like i feel like you guys are more true and i know i am too you guys are more true and aligned with who you are and who you want to be now than you were like 10 years ago. And part of that's growth. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Happy Good Friday. For sure. But but also, so then on the creative side, like it, it's interesting to see people's styles evolve and change. And when people like dip into something new or shoot something that they haven't really shot before and just like go for it. I also feel like creatively, both of you guys have had that kind of shift as well. Do you want to talk about some of that, V? Oh, you mean like, because there were times I was just trying to be everything. Yeah. As far as like video goes. Yeah. Um, or doing it like, oh, I need to add these transitions in because that's what gets views. And then kind of adjusting it to, no, I just like to capture like candid stuff. I like real heart things. And it's okay that it's slow. It's okay that it doesn't. And it's, that's honestly what people compliment me the most on which is funny because i think that makes me boring in comparison to some other Hmm. true cinematographers yeah for myself uh 
I've gone through phases, I think, just like anyone else. Like, I remember my photography changed a lot when we started AOV. Uh, I used to have, like, a certain style, and then we started AOV, and we started pushing all these different dramatic styles and different things. And I remember I had this this time where I just went through, like, just caked on presets, and just, like, gnarly, that I thought <laughs> was, like, on little, had, like, a preset called Sinset, Sin City, and it was just, like, red. Oh it just, like, gosh. made your image just, like, red. Uh, in a high contrast. What a time to be alive. (laughs) Those days. And I thought it was so dope uh, at the time. Uh, But I mean, I've creatively, I'm constantly, I guess I'm constantly reinventing myself because I'm constantly growing. Yeah. And I think, I think anyone that's on, that's constantly growing is constantly reinventing themselves. I know like my fiance uh, talks about that a lot. She's like, yeah, like at first, like, Prince was like, I had to get used to dating him at first because like he, like every six months, like he's just kind of a, a different, like he goes to these growth spurts and he, and he just like changes and is like, yeah. he just looks at the world differently and is on a whole different vibe and is just into different things. And, uh, and so being, you know, growth minded, you're, you're naturally going to change. Yeah. Uh, and then I think being artistic, like when you're an artistic person, you like being creative. You like being fun. You like to, to experience, uh, to experiment and you're yeah. curious. And so if you're curious and you enjoy experimenting, then you're going to be constantly trying new things, whether that's fashion, film, video, uh, photo, whatever you're doing. Yeah. I think too, it's like, it's like plant. It's like a plant. It grows, leaves fall off. You have to prune some of it. There's like new growth that has to happen. And it just, it's a cycle and like learning to be okay with that and learning to let things go. Like I see some people sometimes holding on to like a fashion trend or like a stylistic trend because they're like, well, this is all I know and I don't want to let it go. But it's like holding on to a dead leaf, you know, it's like something holding on to a pair of jorts. Exactly. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) I feel attacked. I, I have a question though for you guys. And this is like kind of like maybe vulnerable and maybe not, but is there stuff right now where you're at? are there things that you're like, I want to make these intentional changes and I want to be, I want to try this on or I want to like go in this direction or, or whatever. Is there anything like specific for you guys? I want to be more bold with my, uh, appearance. We live in a, Boise is a pretty like overall, like kind of conservative place when it comes to just like fashion and and things like that. And I dumb down my fat, like I have a big personality and I have a lot of energy. So that's, that's already a lot, but like my uh, fashion doesn't always match. And I actually got to a point where like, I was like, Oh, I just, I got to dumb down my fashion and just wear like simple things yeah. because Boise people because, will always comment because I've noticed be, that. they're be, like, Oh wow. Right. Like that you're doing a lot. You're doing the most right now. And I'm like, you know what? Right. Well, I, well, I used to see like my you're boy, doing Nick, the least. my boy, Nick always had great fashion and, and we'd be out and like, Dude, people would just like call him names and like yeah. stop him to confront what? it. Like, would yeah. just say things to him. Boise people are wild. Just, just because like As he's, if you're not one of them. Just because he's dressed too fly or whatever, whatever <laughs> it may be. And so I know for myself, uh, and I've been doing it. I've been doing it more. I'm from Nampa, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I've been doing it more where I where I throw on just like random fits and and different things yeah. that are a little more out there. Uh, but I really want to start experimenting with, and my house was a big step in that was just like doing it 100% like our way. Like we're like, 
we're going to buy something, we're going to buy something. If we want to build something, we're going to build something. But like, this isn't going to be a catalog house. Like this is just going to be like our thing. Uh, and I feel the same way with my fashion and stuff. And I like I, the reality is I like to have fun. Yeah. Like I just it's it's so much more fun yep. to 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 be outlandish and to uh, express myself in a much more vibrant way. Bye, Viera. Have fun. <laughs> Viera just left us. She's always she's second always time. On, on, she's on to something. She's you know? got something bigger and better. Something to do. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, that's a that's a that's a big one for me. Is just. But but fear has held me back, yep. you know, in the past from doing that. And I think it's also because I wasn't as comfortable in my skin. Yep. And so, like, as I become more confident in who I am at my core, I don't care. Like, I don't care what people think. Yeah. You know, I used to back in, you know, two years ago, a year ago, I, I wasn't doing that because I, I valued people's opinions. Like yep. it, 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 it hit if someone made fun of my outfit or said something or I got a weird look or someone scoffed at me or whatever it may be, like it would affect me and I could feel that. And I'm just like, Oh, I don't like, I'm not going to wear that anymore. Like I don't want the attention or whatever it may be. Uh, but now I just don't, I don't care. And I realize it has nothing to do with me. Yeah. It has like, it has everything to do with them. Like they're insecure. Like no one says to, to stop someone and say something because someone's wearing something that isn't what they would wear is just like obviously they have some internal issues going yeah, on. Like that's not sure. a normal thing. And so you shouldn't let that energy rub off on you. Yeah. Uh, so as I become more confident, like, bro, this is my, it's my season. I'm about to start getting all types of wild. Yeah. And I think the worst feeling is in the world. The worst feeling in the world is wanting to express yourself in whatever way and not being able to, it's like wanting to shoot this style of photos wanting to wear a certain thing like you see it and you have the desire there but you feel like you can't because you're kind of trapped by other people's expectations or thoughts or whatever and so i think a big a big part of reinventing yourself is like creating room to be expressive to be and, and that's like i asked you guys that question because there, there's stuff that i intentionally am like there's stuff i want to change about my photography like i want to be shooting more like raw human images that tell a story and have soul like i'm want to be very intentional about that where i've like only kind of shot like this this kind of style or like done commercial work or done this or done that but i'm like i want to have a camera with me all the time and i want to capture candid life moments but do do it really well and then like style wise i'm like i want to be creating i want to be creating my own like clothing and like we have a clothing line that we're doing. And so I'm like, I want to do stuff that mix in with the type of style that I want to have. And like, I might not have all those pieces now, but I've just been a lot more intentional lately about like putting together outfits and like thinking through this stuff and being like, okay, what, what do I want for the future? And how am I going to integrate like the stuff that we're creating into like an everyday kind of style and like watching other designers too and seeing how they do that. Like, there's different designers who are just great examples of like mixing things up and it's like some of it's vintage, some of it's new, some of it's expensive, some of it's cheap, but it's like this whole mesh that's like their identity. And it's these people that are so secure in their identity that are able to be like a tastemaker. For sure. Well, that's what tastemaking is, right? Yep. It's, 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 it's newness. Yep. And to create newness, you, you have to be confident yep. because you're going, you're going to be looked at. Yep. People are going to view you a certain type of way. Uh, and so, and, and like you, like, I feel blessed, like from the creativity standpoint, uh, to, I take all types of different photos and images and I'm constantly shooting and doing things. And I'm out with friends. 
Uh, and I feel blessed to like not be like an influencer necessarily like myself. Like I don't make a living off of like taking photos and then using my personal Instagram and things like that. And so, uh, can do whatever it's, it's, you want. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's allowed me. And I, and, and it goes back to like, I don't care what people think and I'm also not doing it. So a lot of times I don't post because I'm not, I don't like, I'm not doing it. For I'm not. Likes. Yeah. It's not like, yeah. Hey guys, look at this image or look at, I, dude, I could care less. Like yep. it really just doesn't like, this is, this is all for me. Uh, and I've also just realized like I'm embracing, I realized that I, I still had, even though I've always worked in like the creative space, I wasn't fully embracing my art. Like I have an artist archetype and yeah. I'm not, I wasn't embracing that artist archetype. I have a very wild Michael Jackson Prince, uh, type of, of, of person. Like I, I like that flair. And so I'm a lot more intentional and, 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 uh, in all the things that I do, like if, if I'm buying a pen, as weird as it may sound, I don't want to just go buy a normal pen. Like I want to find like a rad pen, something that resonates with me that, uh, has flair to it. You know, if I'm buying a notebook, same thing, it's not just a notebook, like nothing is just something, uh, I like to express myself. Like I'm an artist. So being an artist, I want to be a lot more intentional about the things I buy, the things I make, the things I create, the way I represent these things. Uh, and it's fun. It brings so much more joy to my life by embracing that creativity and bringing the creativity, not just from the camera, but bringing the creativity into the kitchen, bringing the creativity into the wardrobe, bringing the creativity into the vehicle, bringing the creativity into everything, you know, that I do. Well, and I feel like it is, it's not a, it's not a fight necessarily. Have you read the war of art? No, It, it, it talks about like how being express like basically expressing yourself creating that thing there's always like a push through to get there i think it's like it's 40 percent mental or maybe it's 60 percent like in your own mind where you're like oh i can't you have to like push to break through and then there's like 40 percent of it that is other people's minds that you're having to like overcome that too but there's this point where you hit this like kind of stride in doing it and it feels more natural and people just come to like expect that of you. And I think it's important to just own that and to be like, I'm the person who will literally change on a dime. Like every expectation you have for me, just like, don't even, don't, don't even me tell me exactly. Don't put me in a box. <laughs> That's how I am. Cause when I start to feel that I'm like, I felt that at, at the agency that I used to work for is like, they're like, at first I started as a UX designer and was doing like apps and websites and all this stuff and like kind of started like working with their with their video team but they were like oh like you can't really do that because you're like a ux designer and i was like okay cool well i'm just gonna switch to part-time and then i'm gonna do this in my other time and they're like well we can figure it out and we can like make it work blah 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 so then now then i started doing video and then pretty soon they're like okay now you're like the video guy and so you help with all the production and blah 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 and i was like well I like really want to shoot photos so maybe I could travel with this brand and like shoot photos and do all this stuff. And so they're like, okay, cool. Now you're, you're the on the road guy. And I was just like, anytime they like tried to put me in something, I'm like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do that. And like, I don't like that. Cause it, it feels like they're taking away freedom sure. of expression. And I want to be able to just be like, no, I, I'm going to create, I'm going to do this. And I want to do it at a high level too. I don't just want to like do it and do it shitty. Like I want to do it better than people who that's like their main job and and yeah it creates i'm dude i'm the same way and it creates so much more excitement yeah like i enjoy my life so much more uh by 
you know, by, by mixing things up. I love throwing people off. Like yeah. I love nothing more than just, just cause it brings more joy to my day to day life. I yeah. love just freaking getting a kick out of people. Yep. Like life's meant to be like, it's meant to be enjoyed. Yeah. And so if you're not enjoying life or trying to be a certain way, uh, even here's a good example. So my buddy Donish, he wears, you've seen him wears yeah. wild yeah. stuff. Uh, and there was a time when I was a lot more insecure. I didn't have the level of confidence. And sometimes we'd be out walking down like eighth street and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, like he looks crazy. Yeah. And it would bother me. Cause I'm like, I'm with him and people are looking at me like, who's he with? Like, who's this guy that he's with? Like what is going on? Yeah. Uh, and then fast forward to today, like I could care less. Like yeah. I don't like it doesn't, but it all goes back to, I cared what people thought. Yeah. Like I was worried that, Oh, people are going to look at me a certain type of way because I'm with some guy who's dressed. Yeah. Just wildly out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it just, it doesn't matter. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. And I know a lot of people that live in much larger cities don't have, you know, some of those challenges like in a New yeah. York or, uh, but most, I would say the majority of people that live in any like normal city, yeah. uh, you know, run into those types of things. Yeah. I saw, uh, this, thing on the internet one time that was like it's like this map of the u.s and it has like these circles around new york la um and like a couple of other like major cities and it's like it's like can wear cool clothes but don't have any closet space and then it was like the rest of the u.s and it's like can wear cool clothes but you'll get made fun of for it but lots of closet space (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) it's just it's just funny that i don't i don't and i honestly don't think it's like a small town thing i really think That people are scared. Like to, this is Boise is not a small town. Yeah, exactly. But like people are scared to be expressive and they're scared to be their true selves. There's like something inside of everyone that's like, I want to be this. I want to do this. I want to do these things. And there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of insecurity. There's a lot of doubt. I know this because I experienced that. But I think there is something to putting yourself out there. There's something that happens. There's like some magic that happens when you do that and you start to become who you, who you see yourself as or who you want to be. And it like builds momentum. It's the judgment. I realize as I've stopped, as I've, as I've become a lot better at not judging people and being really aware of like, Hey, like, why are you judging them? Why are you judging them because of that car they drive? Why are you judging them because of how they look? Because that's what's because of that judgment. Mm. That's what kept me from expressing myself was because I didn't want them to judge the book by its cover. Yeah. The reality is I may be wearing something wild that is something that you would never wear, but doesn't mean that I'm a, like I'm still like, I still have the same chassis as you do. Yeah. I still have, I still love my family. Yeah. I still love my friends. I'm a, I, I pay my taxes. I contribute to society. I take care of people. Like I, I still have all the same, uh, values. Yeah. I still have sh- the same strong values that every, person should have uh except my paint and my look and my appearance has flair and it's different yeah and so uh as i've become less judgmental it's allowed me to express myself more yeah hmm. did, did you have you seen the uh the video of post malone doing a, he did like a country set i haven't seen it yet but i'm i it's can't wait so bro. freaking good it's like there's gonna be so many haters there's gonna be people that love it i but, feel like no one could argue with it it's so good it's literally like he he was made to do country 
He's just made like to he's, do everything. Like, like, bro, like there's people that yeah. have that in them. Just have that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you see a lot of musicians that have, you know, cross genres, great athletes. Jordan was playing baseball, golf, uh, yeah. golf, you know, all at the same time was yeah. doing things that people, you know, said you could never, you know, could never do. Hmm. And so, uh, things are, things are like, you just got to do you yeah. like the weekend's a good example. I was, you know, I found the week and I was one of, I found the weekend when he literally had like 800 followers on Twitter. Nice. Uh, and so we were listening to the weekend and I had found out that his backstory, he was in a Toronto nightclub making like really like giddy poppy music, like love music, like, like corny music. Yeah. And this producer was like, yo, you're super talented, but like your music is just like corny and it's not original. It's not yeah. unique. Like let, let's, let's recreate your sound and started yeah. working with him and just, he reinvented himself and just through that reinvention of himself, like boom, outblasted the weekend and literally his career sky rocketed. Uh, and so, and I think there's a lot of good examples like that. You know, Jimmy, uh, Drake, Jimmy from Degrassi, <laughs> wheelchair, Jimmy, Jimmy. uh, you know, there's so many musicians that have also crossed genres. I mean, Nelly, yeah. you know, rapping, and then he started doing country with Florida, Florida Georgia Line. Yeah. And they started mixing rap and country, and that yeah. blew up. And that was like, I want to say that was like the whole start of like the whole like rap country, like yeah. vibe of music. Um, Childish Gambino. Yeah, Childish Gambino. Acting. Yeah, acting, music, writing, everything. Is his name Donald Glover or Donald Dom Glover? Donald Glover. Okay, yeah, he's just like all over the place, and he's good at he's killing good it. At everything he does. Um, but I think society people try to put you in in box yeah. in boxes, and I think it's important. I mean, if you're comfortable in the box, then chill. Like, yeah. then be comfy. Uh, but if you like to ex like, life can get dull real quick for me, so I have to keep things exciting. Yeah. What, what do you think are some steps that people can take? So let's say you're like living your life, but you know there's a side of you that is not being expressed or you're not being true to yourself in an area. What do you think are some steps that someone could take to, to start working their way towards that? First is ask yourself why you're afraid to take the step. And a lot of times you'll probably come to the conclusion like I did. It's like, oh, because I don't want to be judged. And it's like, okay, well, do you judge people? And then normally you go, yes, I do. And then it's like, okay, well, a good first step is to stop judging people. Mm. Stop judging what people wear. Stop judging what people drive. Who cares? Yeah. And then as you start, you know, as you start moving forward with that, then you're more liberated to drive whatever you want to drive, to dress however you want to dress, because it doesn't matter. You've 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 dropped, you've 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 passed judgment on others, and now you feel now you're more liberated to be able to express yourself in the ways that you want to. Yeah. So I think that's a great way to start. I think, you know, if you're doing it from like a creative standpoint, like say you've been stuck taking landscape photography forever and you want to move into a different type of photography, I'd be intentional about it. You know, I'd be like, you know, what is it that you want to do? Why do you want to do it? How do you want to do it? What's something unique that you're bringing to the table. Uh, what is the goal? Is this yeah. just to express yourself or are you trying to like, do you still need to make money with yeah. your art? And if, if, if you still need to make money, then I would design like a brand matrix. I would make a matrix. Uh, and if I was going to move into portrait photography, I'd try to map who are the big players and 
what makes their stuff unique and who's filling what buckets and what's open. Like, is there something open that I find interesting that I feel like, you know, I'd love to slay. Like maybe I want to do post-apocalyptic portraits and I'm going to be the Mad Max portrait shooter. And I'm going to be like, all my stuff's going to be otherworldly. It's all going to be like the year 3000. I'm the year 3000 post-apocalyptic photography guy. Yeah. Um, I think, I think to another step to, breaking through that threshold of this like imaginary box that that you might be stuck in is to do things that make you uncomfortable on purpose like try something on whether it's a style whether it's like a photography style whatever just go out and do a shoot that puts you out of your comfort zone and learn to be okay with that learn to embrace that a little bit there's like this this it's kind of like jumping over um it's like jump it's like jump there's there's two cliffs on either side this is from uh, one of my favorite books too, but it's like, there's who you are on one side, there's who you want to be. And it's kind of like this, this gap that you have to jump over. And there's this point where you're in the middle where you're like, I could totally fall and, and, and die or whatever, but you have to be willing to like kind of jump that gap and push yourself into something that's uncomfortable. But I do think designing it kind of like you were saying of like writing it down or just being intentional with like, okay, I'm not happy here. I want to be here. What does that look like? And I'm going to start taking steps to get there. What do those steps need to be? If it's like, again, changing up your photo style, it's like, okay, I need to book these kind of shoots with these kind of people. And maybe when you're trying something new, like don't put the pressure of money around it because I think that that like adds some, it adds another layer of madness to it, but maybe just book some shoots for fun. And like you have time, like anyone who's like, I don't have enough time. Like check your screen time. Anytime anybody says that to me, I'm like, I, I did that this past week. Somebody was like, Oh, I don't have time for this. And I'm like, pull out your phone. I was like, show me your screen time. Literally. They were spending five hours a day on social media. Jesus. And I'm like, you got time. It's, it's not about not having time. It's intention. And for- do you really want it? Cause if you really want it, then you'll do it. Right. And is it good? Yeah. Like, I True. mean, the reality is tastemakers are tastemakers. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Uh, it, it, they're not tastemakers. Aren't like, Oh, I exploited a market. I found, you know, they don't, they're not using a brand matrix to figure it out. Yeah. Like, I think that's for less imaginative people or yeah. people that don't have as much confidence. I think confidence, I think that's a great place to start. But the reality is if you have flair, you're an artist, you're original and your stuff is good. It's going to go. It yeah. just doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You can come out making whatever wild music, whatever crazy photography shooting, whatever films. And as long as you stay true and your stuff is tight, if it's good, it's good. Yes. And it's going to resonate and people are going to love it. And a lot of, and you have to understand too, uh, innovating when it comes to innovation, innovation is often met with uh, pushback. For and sure. so if, if people are like, just know this, if people are reacting to your stuff in a bad way, or like a, or you're getting a lot of pushback. Oftentimes, like you are on the right path to yeah. something new. Everything is met with, uh, with pushback until it becomes until until people let go, and yeah. then all of a sudden it's like this is amazing. Yeah. And there's so many different things you can look at throughout time that has been met with extreme pushback, and then you have it's, it's, there's an adoption curve. There's 100%. a reason why there's early adopters for certain things, and uh, there's the whole bell curve for that. Yeah. And I think, uh, like, 
even in within yourself, if it feels really uncomfortable because your work is like, it's not, this isn't good enough. I, I read a thing once that was talking about how the people, if you have really good taste and if you're like really frustrated with things that you're putting out, it's actually a good sign because you know where you're missing the mark. Like, you know that your work is not good enough or you know that it's below where you want it to be. And if you feel that, that's actually a good thing because there's people who aren't self-aware and they put things out and they think they're the best thing ever and they never have the desire to get better and grow and develop and all of that stuff. So if you see the gap of like where you are currently and where you want to be, that's actually a good thing because it means you're self-aware. And so the process is to continue to put yourself out there until your taste and what you want to be creating lines up with what what you're actually creating and the only thing that can create that is repetition and a continual like desire to be better as soon as you get comfortable i feel like you start kind of kind of wavering in that absolutely i think uh another good one is to to that i like to use is feel before you think a Mm. lot of people just uh think first and they're always like in their mind and always trying to take logical approaches and i feel like that's the worst approach especially when it comes to creativity um, and so to really use your, your feelings, um, and then to start with curiosity instead of belief, like a lot of us have like these beliefs, you know, Oh, I believe people or this works, or I believe this is popular. Or this start with curiosity, just go try things, experiment with things, play with things, uh, get feedback. You don't have, like I said, you don't have to post, you could use stories. You could just share it with friends. You could, you could go to other communities you know, you could use it. You could go to a different community somewhere and start posting your stuff on Reddit or whatever it may be, whatever you got to do to make yourself feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, but I think those are two big ones is, 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 is feeling versus thinking and, 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 and using, you know, curiosity over, over beliefs. It's hmm. good. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up guys. We appreciate you tuning in for another episode of the creator clubhouse podcast. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We hope you guys, We hope you guys go out there and reinvent yourself. Go make something new. Go do something new. Try a different style, fashion, art, photography, film, whatever you're doing. Uh, Get outside of the box. Yeah. Have fun. I think a challenge for this week is to do something this week that makes you uncomfortable, but gets you closer to the person that you want to be. Has to check both of those boxes. Check them. Check them. And then the other thing is we've been really loving all the messages and notes and stuff that you guys have been sending. Um, If you guys have any questions that you want us to answer, any feedback for us, anything you want to say, give us a call at 208-391-2844. And we will either read it live on the podcast. We'll give you a shout out or we'll just answer your question. We got a voicemail. Oh, snap. Let's hear it. All right. Hey, guys. uh, This is Garrett from New York, Um, and I was just calling to see if you guys had touched on um, imposter syndrome. I, uh, it's been like a a crazy issue I've been having. I think it stems from uh, being a perfectionist as well as, you know, just the daunting social media um, and just like looking at all these people's great amazing work um but uh i can really like let you down and that makes things hard to uh to, to keep going i guess but um 
Yeah, I thought it was an important topic, and uh, I would love to hear you guys' thoughts on it and what you think. Um, thanks so much. I love the podcast. It's incredible. Um, and uh, much love. Hope you guys are doing well. All right. Peace. DJ, you want to start on that one? Yeah. I mean, I actually feel like we kind of like covered that in this episode anyways, but I think imposter syndrome, um, for anyone that doesn't know is like feeling like a fake. It's the same thing. It's like putting yourself out there, trying something new or gaining a level of success in something and then feeling like you don't deserve it. Bro. That's me. Yeah. Like I used not now at all, but I had imposter syndrome for so long. I felt so, and it all goes back to like loving yourself and your own personal confidence you know, when you start, like for me, the first time it happened was like when I started making more money than my parents and it just felt so, it didn't feel right. I'm like, I'm too young. Uh, this doesn't feel right. Am I really this smart? Like, I don't like, I don't know. Like this is like just thinking it's all going to come crumbling. Like all, there's just no, like, I, like I'm not, I don't have an MBA. Like this is like, this is all literally going to come crumbling. Like I felt like such an imposter, but it all had to do with my own insecurities It had nothing to do with the fact that I was an imposter. Like no one, you're, you're not an imposter. If you feel that way, just know that you're not an imposter. Just understand that you have to dig a little deeper and you have to, to dig, you have to go inside and ask yourself like, why do I feel this way? Why do I not feel good enough? Why yep. do I not feel yep. worthy yep. Of, of, of having these things? And until you, until you come to terms with that and resolve that and let go, you're going to constantly sabotage yourself yep. from creating the success that you desire. Yep. And that's what, that's what happened in my situation was I was constantly sabotaging myself because I didn't believe that I deserved it. I felt yep. like, you know, this shit, like, this isn't like, I'm not out of all my friends. I'm not the guy who I wasn't supposed to be the guy doing this, yeah. but here I am, yep. you know, and I had to deal with a lot of my own just deep insecurities yep. that I had that were really holding me back. And so I, I think, I think as soon as you feel imposter syndrome, you should kind of put your guard up a little bit because I think the default, the human default is to self-sabotage just like you're saying. And instead of sabotaging it because you don't feel like you're good enough or you don't feel like, whatever, like you don't feel like you deserve it for whatever reason. I think that the goal is to look inside yourself and be like, you know what? Like I've worked hard for this. Maybe I've gotten lucky for whatever reason. Like you're the person who's in, in the spot doing the thing. I had a, I had a music teacher, um, one time tell me, um, he was like touring and doing all this stuff. He played for a bunch of different bands. Um, but he was saying he'd be like at places in Nashville and like these famous musicians would come into the room where he's like playing with like a bar band and he's like, Oh my God, like the, the, you know, guitar player for the red hot chili peppers is, is in this room right now. Like, what am I even doing up here? And he would tell me, um, if you feel that just know, like you're the one on stage, like you're the one there, like there's a reason that you're there. So like, just own it and do the best that you can. And there's, there might be people watching you, but it's like, again like kind of like everything that we've been saying if you're being true to yourself and if you have something to say or a purpose like stick to that purpose and just know that like there's a reason that they're that you're there and there's probably people that are watching you and looking up to you and are seeing what you're going to do because they want to be like you facts 
Shout out to Garrett from New York. Yeah. Uh, we love you, bro. You're not an imposter. Uh, love yourself. You're worthy of... Dude, you're worthy. Just know that and tell yourself that. You are worthy of whatever it is that you want. So go get it, bro. It's yours. Keep crushing. What's the phone number? It's 208-391-2844. So if you guys want to leave us a voicemail, we'd love to hear from you. Cheers. See you guys.